welcome to Playful Pursuit, where we explore fun activities. Today, Ian Scott returns with his top 10 list of favorite board games. He'll compare his list with mine. Join us as we roll the dice, draw cards, and celebrate the camaraderie these games bring. Let the games begin. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Playful Pursuit. Today's episode, we have a very special guest. He's been with us before. Welcome, Ian Scott. Hello, how are you doing today? We're doing great, we're doing great. Today, him and I have wrote down our top 10 board games, our favorite ones. And we're going to start off and we're going to alternate and see what we come up with. I haven't seen his list and he hasn't seen mine. So in my number 10 spot, I pick Clue. It's not a real strategic game. It's a lot of fun. Believe it or not, it came out in the 1940s. And what you're looking for is the killer of Mr. Body. They have many variations of this. They even have a Harry Potter version of this. So you're looking for the weapon, the room, and the person. So that's my number 10 game. Yeah, Clue's very fun. Uh, I would classify it as like a classic board game that everybody's heard of. Maybe not played, but definitely heard of. And, you know, it's been around for a very long time. All right, so my number 10 would be Exploding Kittens. I heard of Exploding Kittens when we went on vacation one time and my grandfather brought it to where we were staying. And the whole point of the game is basically to not get the Exploding Kitten. There's a whole stack of cards and a lot of the cards have to do with drawing or skipping your turn or, you know, not receiving a card because of you know getting the exploding kitten it's very fun i would say you could play with probably up to six players it's just very it's very easy to comprehend and it's very addicting to play i would recommend it to anybody that wants to play a family game that has probably three or more players because when you're with two it's kind of as fun but i would say the sweet spot would be around three to six players to play with Number nine for me is Quicks. It's a dice game, a roll and write game, two to five players. And you get six dice and you roll it. It's a, I guess you can consider it like Yahtzee on steroids. It's a lot of fun. It's a quick game. And that's my number nine. All right. So my number nine would have to be Batman Love Letters. I absolutely love that game for people who don't usually play board games or you know you're trying to introduce them to playing board games it's a very simple game it i don't even think they make it anymore sadly you have one card you draw one card and you have to play either one of the two cards at the very end of the game whoever has the highest rated card because the cards go from one to eight i believe and whoever has the highest card wins and there's a bunch of there's specific rules for each card you have and it's pretty much a very fun simple game that's very quick it doesn't take that much skill to play it or learn it sounds good i think you'll hear that come up later in my list as well all right number eight for me is horrified one to five players 10 years old and up Horrified has two versions. They have the Universal Monster version with Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Invisible Man, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and the Mummy and Wolfman. They also have a version, the American version, that has Bigfoot, Mothman, and a bunch of them from folklore in America. I prefer the Universal Monster one, but they play the same, and we have a ball playing this one, and it's almost nonstop in our house. 
So that's my number eight. That's a very good number eight. My number eight would have to be Parcheesi. Parcheesi, I would relate it to Sorry, if you ever played the game Sorry. Parcheesi is a board game where goal of the game is to go around the board and get into your home. And you can do it by rolling the dice. You know, you can get doubles, which means you have, depending on the circumstance, if you have all your players out, you can use both sides of the dice when you roll doubles. You know, it's a, a game that, you know, you could quickly get enemies in because of how you play. You can also block people with two of your pawns if they're on the same square. And that, you know, causes a lot of frustration in the family when we do play it. But it's one of my <laughs> favorites. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a great classic. All right. Number seven, and you've already heard this on Ian's list, is Batman Love Letters. So I won't go into details about it, but yeah, he mentioned it's out of print. You can find one. It must be on eBay or something like that, and it's expensive. They don't make this version. There are other love letter games, but not the Batman, and it's it's a lot of fun. Number, that's my number seven. That's a good number seven. I had that at my number nine, but my number seven would have to be Werewords. Um, Werewords is a kind of newer game that we've been playing recently, and the object of the game is to get your team to guess the word whichever word it is it's random every time but there are also people that are on the opposing side are trying to throw you off that know the word but don't want you to guess it and it's a very fun you know who's the wolf who's the who's on your team who's not on your team and we have a lot of fun with those kind of games in our family and that is my number seven yeah that's a great that's a great game and you'll hear that one later in my list as well <laughs> all right my number six is betrayal on haunted hill this is three to six people it takes about an hour and a half to play you build the house as you as you move through it and you add on tiles from a random stack of tiles some point in the game the haunt starts somebody and it's determined by what you're carrying or where you are or it, it depends on each game, but the haunt person takes a book, a separate book, a secret book, and he has a goal to do. It might be to escape, might be to steal something, might be to kill somebody, and the rest of the people playing have their own version of what needs to be done for their goal. This is a lot of fun. My number six, Betrayal on Haunted Hill. That is one of my favorites as well, but coming in at number six on my list would have to be the original clue. Um, like he said, for his number 10, I love Clue. It's one of the classic games that you can play. It's probably as popular, not as popular as Monopoly, but Clue is pretty simple. You know, you want to have more than probably four players. Four to, four to six would probably be the best, you know, players to play with. But the object is to, you know, search around and find out who killed, I don't know who the person is, but Mr. Who, Body, Mr. Body, Mr. who Body. killed Mr. Body. <laughs> and that consists of the room, the person and the weapon they used. And it's a very fun game to play with four to six players. Yeah, I agree. We even have the master detective version, which is the same game, but they add more rooms and more weapons and few more people, but it's the same game. So it just lasts a little longer because you got to narrow it down more. As you can tell, we play a lot of games in our family. Yes, we do. All right, my number five is Trivial Pursuit. Just a bunch of cards with a bunch of trivia questions on it. I love trivia questions. I love trivia games. 
and this one come out way back in 81, I believe. There's many different editions. There's a sports edition, a horror edition, uh, 80s edition, but I love them all. There's so much fun just trivia games, and that's my number five, Trivia Pursuit. That is a good one. My number five would be Can't Stop. Can't Stop is a game where the board looks like a stop sign, and it has numbers at the top go from 2 to 12, and it's basically you rolling dice, and you have three pawns that you can use. So when you roll, I think it's four dice, you roll four dice, and you use two of them for whichever number you want. So let's say you had a 7, a 2, and an 8. If you wanted to keep on going, you can, but the only numbers that you can use are two, seven, and eight, I think I said. But pretty much, if you don't roll any of that combination, once you've used all three pawns, you have to get rid of all the progress you made on them. It's a very fun game. It's a lot. It's, you know, roll the dice gambling, per se, but it's a very fun game that I love to play. Frustrating sometimes when, you know, you're going on a hot streak and you just need one more number. You don't get it, so you have to start from the bottom again. But yeah, that's that, not my number five. Yeah, I like that game. It's a it's a good push push your luck game. All right, my number four is categories. Now I like this one. Uh, you, everybody gets a board with a bunch of topics on it, or paperwork, and they get a die with letters. You roll the die. If it's, for example, the letter T, you have to write down something to start the letter T for each one of those subjects or topics. And I love it. And then the old version has a mechanical timer instead of the old sand timer. The newer versions, you could even download a Scattergories online timer that supposedly works really well. It's it's just a lot of fun for the whole family. That's my number four, Scattergories. That is a great game. My number four game would be Great Museum Caper. It's a, it's a clue game, but it's not exactly like clues. So you're... Basically, the object of the game is there's two sides. There's either the thief or the, I would say, security guards. You're trying to do, if you're the thief, is steal, I think it's up to four paintings. And there's cameras that the security people set up before the game starts. And what you can do as a thief, you can cut the cameras. There's motion detectors. It's basically like a a stealthy game. And... Those are my favorite type of games. I like being stealthy. I like having two sides. And it just it's very fun trying to figure out where the thief is if you're the security guards and trying to get away from the security guards if you're a thief. That's my number four. Great Museum Caper, The Clue. Version. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's a neat hidden movement game. All right, number three is uh, same as your number seven, Where Words. This is a fun game. You've Ian, you've already went over this, so I won't go over it too much longer, dwell on it, but we put the app, app and hook it up to a Wi-Fi speaker. It's really professional sounding, or not Wi-Fi speaker, a Bluetooth speaker, and there's secret roles involved, and everybody gets something different every game. It's it's a lot of fun. Werewolves, four to ten people can play it. That's my number three. That is a great one. I did have that one on my list, as well as the my number three was on your list. It is Horrified. Horrified is a wonderful game. I love it to death. The only downside I have to that game is the setup. But after you've done the setup, it is it is fun. I love I love playing that game over and over again. I'm not gonna go over it too much because my grandfather did. But you know you have to collect certain you have to collect pieces to take to certain areas to defeat certain monsters, and the monsters are random. 
or you can select which monsters you want. Me and my grandfather like to do random monsters because, you know, depending on how you play, you can play with, you know, defeating three monsters or de defeating four. It just depends how good you are with communicating and, you know, getting certain tasks done within that time before, you know, you lose the game. Horrified is one of my favorites. It's in my top three. So that's my number three. That's a great co-op game. All right, my number two is called Outburst. Now, this one here, we got back in the 80s. I think in 1986 to come out. And I'm going to explain what the game is then. They have different versions out now. You get a bunch of cards. We got 700 cards and a viewer. And you take this card that you can't read without the viewer. You slide it in. And you tell the team the topic. For example, movies directed by say, uh, Spielberg. And they have it, you split the timer over, and they have 60 seconds to come up with as many movies they can think of with Spielberg. And you mark them off on your secret viewer as they come up with the ones listed on the list. And some of the topics are pretty hard, uh, maybe the last Russian president or whatever. But this is a fun game, and we haven't played it in a while because we played it so often, we've been through most of the cards. So that's Outburst, my number two. All right, so my number two, it's a my number two is a two-player game. You can't really play with more people, but it's still one of my favorite games that I've played before. It's called Stratego. Stratego is one of my favorite games just because I've I'm really big into strategy. You know, the whole point of the game is to capture the flag, and you have flags, you have bombs, and then you have you know military people that rank from one to nine. So one through nine has a certain amount of players or pawns that they have. So one would have one, I think two has one, three has one, but you know, you can go from nine that has probably, I think has seven of them. I don't really know off the top of my head, but it's a very fun game. I played it with my grandfather. That's the only person I've played it with. I love, like he's really good at it. And my main mission was always to beat him. He would put his flag and he would, put his um pawns in random places when we first started playing to help me out because you know he's very good at that game and if not he played <laughs> not anymore if he played for you know strategic reasons i would never win but you know i've gotten to the point where he actually plays to win and i've won and it's just very satisfying playing against somebody that is very strategic and competitive as i am and so that's one of my favorites just because of the strategy that you have to use in that game so that's my number two, Stratego. That's a fun game. You're you're really good at it now. All right, we're down to our number one. My number one game is called Balderdash. Come out in the 80s, two to six players. What this is, you get a card, and it has six words on it. Now, these six words, you swear up and down, you've never heard of these before, but they are real words. And the definitions are in the back. And if it's your turn, you're called the dasher. And you tell everybody what the word is. And they're all trying to guess what the definition of the word is. In most cases, they don't know. So they try to get creative and write down a definition. Somebody might think, hey, that could be it. And they turn in their paper. And the dasher writes down the correct definition. Mixes it with the fake definitions. And then reads them in random order and everybody votes on them. And if they vote for the right one, they get points. If they, 
vote for the wrong one. The person who wrote the wrong one gets points. It's it's a very creative game. I think I've gotten two or three, actually guessed two or three words correctly in all the time I've played knew the answer to. So these words, I don't know where they come up with, but that is my number one game, Balderdash. That is a very fun game. We played it multiple times, and it's very fun, you know, trying to write down a, a random definition to, you know, fool people or, you know, just, you know, when you hear the word, think of anything that might be applicable to it. Coming in, my number one. I'm pretty sure my grandfather had this game on his list. It's called Betrayal at the House on the Hill. It's by far my favorite game. Point of the game is to explore the house, gain items, collect certain types of items that can help you whenever the omen i don't know if it's called the omen that starts or the haunted the haunt the haunt and so whenever the haunt happens depending on who's where who is who and certain there's just certain things that go on for you to to decide who is the haunt but whenever you are the haunt depending on where you are depends on which you know monster or what you are and what your objective is it's really it throws you for a loop because at the beginning everybody's on the same team going through the house getting different items you know your player card is has a certain amount of health has a certain amount of dexterity has a certain amount of strength and so though there's certain items that boost that and help you out once the haunting starts that one person one of the players that you're playing with is against you and you're fighting against them to either you know stop them or stop them from escaping and it's just a very fun game that you know we haven't played in a while but i would love to play again because it's by far my favorite board game i've ever played but yeah that's betrayal at the house on the hill my yeah we're one. gonna get together here in a couple of weeks all of us guys and we're gonna sit down and play that game and what i love about that game also is it's a different layout every time and it's a different set of goals every time and it's a different bad person every time and it, the mechanics are the same, but the game is different. And I, I, it's a very good game. So, what do you think of our list? I say I love it. I say I think we did a really good job on our list, even though we had some that were similar. Yes, yeah. yes. But, you know, we play around the same type of game, so that didn't surprise me that you had some of the same games that I had on my list. Yeah, I had a hard time. I started with 20, got it down to 12, and I, I had a hard time getting those last two off my list. So, uh... What what is your favorite games and top ten? If you have a list, send them to me. Playful Pursuit at Yahoo.com. Or you can share it on Facebook and we have a Facebook group, Playful Pursuit. So Ian, thank you so much, and I can't wait to have you back on another podcast. And listeners, thank you. We hit a hundred downloads and I'm very proud of our uh, podcast. So please keep supporting us this way by listening. And we got more coming up and I will see you next week. Bye.